Hello and welcome to Ask the Mayor on WBAA News. I'm your host, Ben Thorpe. This week, our guest is Crawfordsville Mayor Todd Barton. Mayor, thanks as always for taking the time to be with us. So, Mayor, you gave your State of the City this month, and I want to start there. You kicked your speech off by reminding people that you just took your fourth term in the office of mayor, which is unprecedented in Crawfordsville history. Talk to me about what that means to you. Oh, it it means a lot to me. And, you know, I, I, I bring that up because, first and foremost, I want to thank the people of this community for believing in me and supporting me and, and believing in what we're doing and the vision that we've, you know, really been trying to create in this community. Um, but I also want to just let people know that, you know, I not only see it, as I said, as an unprecedented opportunity, but it's also uh, potentially dangerous territory. And I and I talked about that in the in the address was you know, if you think I'm going to get in that rut of, you know, been doing it the same way for all these years and, and just continue that path, that's not me. And I've always set the bar high and I'm going to continue to do that and work as hard, you know, in this fourth term as I did in the first term. So uh, that's why I brought that up, just to make sure people were aware that, you know, I understood that I understand the danger that comes associated with uh, being in office for a while and, and, uh, going to make sure we stay ahead of it. Yeah, I think that was a uh, something that you mentioned during your campaign when you were uh, you know, campaigning for your fourth term. You really said, hey, complacency it can be a part of this. That is a danger that you can fall into, but that's not going to happen for me. And maybe talk to me about like, what does that look like for you? How are you avoiding that trap? Well, it's tough. Uh, you know, I mean, it is because we're, we're creatures of habit. And, you know, I think for for an elected official or for their their team members around them, it's easy to get pulled into that complacency and, and just kind of go through the routine of what we do or, you know, utter those words that I, that I don't like, we've always done it this way kind of thing. And and so I'm always pushing, always pushing the team and pushing myself uh, to think differently. And, And that can be, I'll be honest, that can be painful. You know, I mean, when you have to, you know, look to members of the team and say, you know, look, you have to do a better job. And, and somebody's been on the job for many years. Um, <clears throat> that's not a pleasant thing to do. Uh, but I think we really have to push ourselves because it is a highly competitive world. And, you know, there are great communities all over the state of Indiana and all over the country. And if we don't work hard, uh, we'll fall by the wayside. Um, I've said, you know, many times I, I've seen complacency kill great communities, and I don't want to fall into that into that trap. So uh, we're, we're very focused every day, but it does take reminders for me and my team really on a daily basis uh, that we have to push harder and try harder. One of the things you mentioned is that, you know, the, the thing that the city is facing as it moves forward this year is managing growth. And I think that's a good problem to have, but talk to me about what that looks like for you. It is a good problem to have, and and uh, you know I, I want to make sure the public understood. Like we've spent years trying to entice growth and and you know build the foundation and all those things, and and now we find ourselves in a situation with with growth occurring and much more growth coming, you know, and, and it's how we manage that that will determine our success. We can kind of just let it happen and and see what you know what the end result might look like, but we can put ourselves in the driver's seat and make sure we manage it properly and. You know, we, we spend much of our time today uh, trying to fix things that were not really done properly decades ago with drainage and, you know, poorly planned streets and dead-end streets everywhere and, and all those kind of things. And we want to make sure that we don't let that happen on our watch. 
Um, so that's part of it. And then the other piece of that is just a capacity issue. And, and I want to be totally upfront with the community and with the city council and everybody else. Uh, we have a lot happening and, you know, there are only so many hours in the day and for me and my staff and, you know, some, sometimes there are things that we want to do that might be a really good idea. We just can't get to it. And, um, you know, I want people to understand why that occurs. And, you know, we, we've added staff continuously and we may have to add some more, uh, you know, for at least for the uh, next year or two uh, to get through these major projects. So that's why I wanted to lay that out is really make sure everybody understood the lay of the land and, and what we were facing. You know, at one point you listed all of the new developments that are coming to Crawfordsville, places like Temper Sealy and Nucor Steel, and outlined how many new jobs are expected to be brought to the area. Uh, this, of course, I think triggers the big question, how are you going to fill all of those new openings? And, and what do you have in place, because I know this is something you think about a lot, to help manage filling those positions? Yeah, that's a, that's a question we get from employers all the time and a question that we, we always face when we are working to attract new businesses to our community. How are you going to fill these jobs? And, you know, <clears throat> first and foremost, I listed them because we, we typically will just list the number of jobs. And, and I think that kind of people just kind of they gloss over that, like, you know, this is an elected official saying there's X number of jobs coming. You know, is that really true? So I wanted to actually list those by employer so it really hits home this is real this is happening um and you know we do have to have a plan and and it's it's a complex plan of how we fill those jobs all the different things have to come together we have to you know we have to fix our pipeline in k-12 through of you know people entering the workforce we're even talking about before birth in some cases making sure you know that we're preventing premature births how do we make sure we are really preparing that workforce for tomorrow. Uh, so we have a lot of work going on there. Um, how do we, you know, focus in job preparation? How do we focus on the things in our community? How do we keep young people here, the next generation here? Uh, how do we entice new residents and be welcoming, welcoming to everyone? I mean, it, there's a lot of pieces to that, and all those pieces have to come together for us to be successful. Uh, you know, you mentioned briefly or kind of hinted at how Ready 2.0 is going to dovetail with some of the development efforts that you're seeing. And can you maybe speak to what we might see here in the future? You know, Ready 2.0 has been very interesting. And of course, we realigned to the greater Lafayette region. And um, I'll be the first to say that that has gone uh, much better than than I was uh, expecting, I guess, going into the process. Uh, we were concerned. And, and I think the region has come together, and I think there is a common vision there. And I think there's a way to capture that synergy, um, you know, with what's happening in the greater Lafayette area. I mean, fantastic things are happening there. And I think there's ways to capture that synergy regionally uh, because we're going to have to share workforce. We're going to have to share resources. Uh, quality of life is all tied together. Um, I think the one thing that's just really glaringly missing in that whole equation for me uh, right now is just the transportation piece. Um, those connections between the communities in our regions are in our region is not always good. For example, traveling from Carthage to Lafayette on 231 is not the most pleasant, enticing experience. So, you know, how do we fix those transportation corridors? And I think once that happens, I think we truly become a region. Um, and 
the vision that we've created in that ready to application sets the stage and it kind of starts pushing us in the right direction. And that is our time for today. Mayor Barton, thanks for being with us. You can find this program at our website, WBA.org, along with an archive of our shows with the mayors of Lafayette, West Lafayette, Crawfordsville, and Frankfurt. Send us your questions to ask at WBAA.org. Thanks for listening, and have a great rest of the day.